You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD. I'm really excited to be with you today to talk about this topic. I feel it resonates very strongly for me. Today, we are going to talk about being addicted to busyness. Now, are you really addicted to busyness? Or do you just not know how to be still? How to relax? We will explore that together. So, for me, any time that I had a couple of days off, I did not know how to be still. How to not be busy. It was super uncomfortable. So, I would not only work my normal full-time job, but then I would work overtime. And the few days off that I would have would be spent running the errands that I had basically put off for the entire month. But when I had actually exhausted those duties or my husband had done them already, then I had to fill my time. And so I would end up making pickles and baking and making jam and just things that required my focused attention. And frankly, it was exhausting. I mean, at the end of those days off, I wasn't rested. I had just exhausted myself more. Family time really didn't work for me. Uh, for relaxation because there was just too much stillness. There was too much opportunity to think. I needed something that was like a full-on distraction. So why is that? Well, in my mind, as long as I was moving, I was doing something of value. And so I had derived some internal sense of value from the concept of busyness, but in reality, a lot of those activities didn't move the needle. Like it didn't get me towards a result I wanted. I mean, did my children enjoy the pickles? Yes. Did friends enjoy the jam? Yes. Did I eat a bunch of bread? Yes. But still, like in a big picture life goals, like, that wasn't actually filling my cup at the time. So why was I doing it? Okay, first off, this was 1,000 million percent a learned behavior from my family. And so I will explain that. My family, chronic overworkers. My dad, probably the worst offender. So in addition to him having a full-time job, He moonlighted all the time, just like I did. But I also remember times when he would have days off and he'd be unable to sleep or something like that. And rather than pick up a book that he enjoyed or watch a movie or just do something relaxing, I mean, he'd be outside with a floodlight planting plants on the deck. 
or doing something that was, quote, productive, that needed to get done. My mother is not dissimilar, although I don't know that the drive to overwork was quite as strong with her. But again, I didn't see my family relaxing. There, there weren't a lot of family game nights and that sort of thing. I mean, there was always a to-do list a mile long, and there was always a reason why the to-do list was the priority. So when I started realizing that I needed to take better care of myself, I truly had a priority of spending time with my family more. Because again, when I revised my priorities and really looked at them, I clearly identified that I was not living my life aligned with my priorities. My actions were the exact opposite of my stated priorities. So why could I not be still? Because truly, when I tried to sit down and have a family movie night, I'd be sitting there like distracting myself with my phone, finding something that I needed to do. And I genuinely felt like I was going to claw out of my skin. It was just this overwhelmingly antsy state. So here are some of the big causes for why we become addicted to busyness. The first are just thought errors. We tell ourselves, so long as I'm moving, I'm doing something of value. So our inner self-worth is somehow tied to this busyness. And if you can identify and recognize that awareness, you have something to intervene on. The second thing would be buffering. So as a reminder, buffering is something we do to escape reality when we're not wanting to deal with that. And for me, buffering was certainly a big part of my busyness. See, I already felt like I was a really horrible mom. And because I felt like I was a horrible mom and I wasn't being the version of myself I wanted to be, that just meant I avoided home more. And if I was still and I spent time with them, then I was forced to confront reality, which was how bad I felt. And if I felt my feelings and I really allowed those thoughts to come, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. The unknown of how I would cope was very scary. And it's, it's kind of like that with grief, right? We all experienced this profound grief during the pandemic. And for a lot of healthcare professionals, we just couldn't acknowledge it. We suppressed it. Because when we allowed those feelings in and really felt that loss and experienced the grief, we weren't sure how we were going to cope. We didn't know if we would remain functional. And functional is kind of key for healthcare professionals. Okay, so number three. And this sort of ties into number two. But number three is that we're dependent upon the busyness to create feelings that we want to experience or to suppress feelings that we don't want. So you know that moment when you've experienced optimal busyness? It's like you have been maximally productive without burning out and you're just sitting there like, at the end of the day, you're saying, I kicked this day's ass. Yeah, that's an awesome feeling, right? So for me personally, I definitely was pursuing that feeling that came with optimal busyness when you're like, I showed up and I made this day exactly what it needed to be. 
I have to also admit that there's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me in procrastinating and then delivering a quality product at the last minute. It's just something really exceptional to perform well under pressure. And I don't know how to better explain it than that. And then the last thing I want to discuss about why we might be addicted to busyness is really this. We just never learn to be still. It's a habit that we haven't learned or that we forgot and replaced with different habits as we went through training. And that was also a big one for me. So how do we overcome these four things? Okay, number one, pay attention to your internal driver. Do you define your worth in busyness? Is that what you want busyness to mean for you? Because that is optional, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you won't revert to the old way, but awareness is part of the start. If you're just aware, you can really make big progress in redefining your internal sense of worth. Number two, Ask yourself, are you avoiding reality? Did you sign up for that extra shift because it's easier than being home? Because yes, that was me, right? I not only derived my internal sense of worth from being what I perceive to be a good doctor and performing well under pressure, but I also didn't wanna be home unable to know how to be still, fixating on the fact that I thought I was a horrible mom and not knowing how to be there with them. Number three, do you crave the accomplishment of busyness? Do I crave the optimal busyness? That's a really important question to ask yourself because I absolutely craved it. And what I realized is that at the time, That was the only way for me to create the specific feelings I was seeking in regard to my internal worth and value, right? So if you don't know other ways to have those feelings, you're going to keep reverting back to the same old habit, the same thoughts, the same actions, all of that. Number four, do you say yes to the extra shift because you'll feel anxious or guilty if you don't? So this also was me. I would always be sitting there, you know, there'd be a request for an extra shift. They don't have anyone to work it, they say. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, if I don't go, who will do it? So if I say no, I'm going to feel guilty. Oh, patient care is going to suffer. My coworkers who I really love will be overworked. And so if I said no, and I stayed home and spent it with my family, I'd be sitting there living with guilt. So then I say yes. And then I go work the shift. And then at the shift, I feel guilty because I'm not spending it with my family. So in reality, the guilt was still there. The guilt was just there for a different reason. But the most acute guilt, the one I was aware of at the time, was the guilt that would come if I said no to the shift. So sometimes, We're saying yes because we want to make the feeling go away or we don't want to experience the feeling we know will come if we say yes. If you've asked yourself all of those things, there are going to be some obstacles. Okay, so 
obstacles to changing those things, to alleviating those reasons why you're doing these things. So number one, if we want to stop buffering, you're going to have to learn to sit with the urge to do so. So that means that you're going to have to sit with the urge to not pick up a shift or to not pickle and jam and make bread. Whatever it is that you're doing that's super busy that you can't allow yourself to relax. I'm going to tell you, it was really hard for me to not sign up for shifts. It was so hard. Number two, if we're going to be successful, this requires setting new or better boundaries, right? Because you're going to start saying no when you used to say yes. And some folks are not going to like that. I'll give you a guess as to why. They're not going to like it because they're the ones benefiting from your lack of boundary. And the third thing, which is probably where coaching comes in the most, is undergoing mind management and thought awareness to find the other modes of good feelings, right? That optimal busyness. Or to relieve or tolerate the bad ones, such as the guilt that you would feel if you said no to the extra shift. If you want to further look into how you sort of manage those dissonant thoughts and feelings, be sure and look back at the podcast episode I did about how to manage dissonance. And the fourth obstacle I would say is that most healthcare providers are going to need to create the habit and the practice of stillness. And creating that just takes time. And most healthcare professionals are fairly impatient. I surely was and am, and I'm still working on it. I will also say that a barrier is that the idea of stillness or mindfulness, frankly, has quite a negative stigma attached to it for some people still. Just like the stigma that exists in life coaching because it's called life coaching and that's such a woo-woo name. So are you ready to kick your busyness addiction? Because we are going to 12-step this beast. First, we have to admit that we have a problem and that we're addicted to busyness. And if it is not a problem for you, if you like the result of this, You don't have to change it. This is only if this addiction to busyness is impeding something for you. And for me, it was impairing my ability to be present at home, live my life according to my priorities, and take care of myself. Second step, we have to identify why. What are the causes? And as a reminder, it could be from buffering, thought errors, creating feelings or trying to avoid feelings or you just don't know how to be still and if you're like me it's every single one of those things and then the last step is just pick one and work on it pick one and start chipping away at it it's very hard to tackle every single cause at once but if you're picking one and making just incremental improvement that 1% change over time is exponentially huge. One of these 
causes has been particularly hard for me to tackle. And so I have a surprise special guest for next episode. She will be my very first guest on the podcast. And she is going to help you have better success in this area. Um, so that hopefully you can be successful more than I was initially. So I'm really excited to have her on. I'm not going to tell you who or what, but just know that part two of kicking your busyness addictions ass is coming next episode. That concludes part one of the addicted to busyness episode. If I can do anything to help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. I also want to thank everybody who came to the free Jumpstart Your Burnout Recovery mini coaching series. It was really great to meet some of you and to have the opportunity to offer some help. As always, if this episode or the podcast is resonating for you, please share it with a friend who might benefit. Write a review, subscribe, anything you can do to express your opinion of it helps it become visible to another person who might benefit. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Freedom for Physicians. And I hope that you all have a most awesome week. Are you ready to start making progress forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.